We pick up at the very bottom of 93b. Uh, what happened, we have done the Mishnah, but just to, to refresh our minds, uh, what we said is says if a person is married to four women, the woman he marries first uh, takes precedence over the second and the second to the third, the third to the fourth, uh, etc. And we said the first wife has to take an oath uh, to the second that she hasn't taken anything unlawfully uh, from uh, from the state. And the second one uh, takes an oath to the third, etc. And, and the third takes an oath to the fourth, the fourth, uh, because there's no one to take an oath uh, to. She gets, she does not have to take an oath. Benana says no. Uh, she seems, why, why must she uh, get this benefit uh, if she does you know she seems to be getting a benefit by the fact that she doesn't have to take an oath which is a serious thing and uh, and surely uh, she, uh, she she should also have to take an oath as well and uh, and 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 we said was uh, also in the Mishnah if all the the the, uh, the were dated the same day uh, we'd say even if uh, the is everyone came first um, uh, is the one that actually uh, gets a uh, get first dibs at it, and therefore we, they used to Jerusalem. They would write the hours on the ketubah. All right, and um, otherwise everyone divides it equally. The Gemara picks up on the the comment of Ben Nanas, and they say exactly, remarkably, what is the argument about between uh, Tanakama and Ben Nanas? Shmuel gives an answer. Go on. Uh, what we find out if uh, the, the first three women have got uh, their property and uh, the fourth one uh, hasn't got anyone to swear to, she just gets uh, the remainder, etc. We, we are. Uh, probably dealing here with uh, a situation whereby there's maybe just enough money in the estate or maybe slightly less. If, obviously, if there was uh, a fortune of, of money, uh, then we wouldn't necessarily be having these conversations because everyone could share out uh, the, the money. But who knows, uh, maybe uh, in the situation where there's a, uh, a large estate, sometimes there are more fights. Anyway, uh, but uh, in uh, what we're dealing with here, and the specific issue is that uh, if there uh, could be a field that the husband's got, uh, that has been distributed to a wife that is contested ownership of it. We assume actually uh, there are rumours that the husband, actually the, the late husband, actually stole it from someone. Uh, and, and that's it. And what is the argument about? Uh, they're arguing about uh, creditor. For creditor, there's obviously a hierarchy uh, when it comes to creditors. Uh, the first person that lent in the money uh, precedes the second, who precedes the third, etc. So there's an order of uh, creditor payments. Uh, what happens if one of the creditors, let's say uh, creditor number three, uh, jumps the queue and uh, and now he uh, he jumps ahead and, and goes instead of uh, the second creditor, something like that, uh, then and he goes and collects his debt uh, beforehand. Uh, what is the situation uh, in that uh, case? And, and there's now nothing left uh, for creditor uh, who is in theory before him uh, to collect. What is the situation over there? And they argue about that. Tanakama Sava, the Tanakama holds Masha Gava, Law Gava. Uh, what what is uh, what he's seized? Uh, it's like. Uh, we take it he hasn't he hasn't actually seized it even though uh, he went ahead and he grabbed the property we say thanks very much uh, but please go to the back of the queue go to your rightful place in the queue uh, we take the property back from him uh, and uh, and that's it so in the, the situation there's no need for an oath because if you seize it unlawfully we'll just take it straight back so there's no point in having an oath uh, and the same thing here with a fourth wife uh, if she goes and uh, uh, assume that the second wife's uh, property was taken back the 
fourth wife is now going to have to give uh, her property to the second wife uh, and uh, there, there's no arguments about it so she's not that uh, she can swear um, there's no need for her to swear because there's no need for her to keep the money Ben Nana says what the creditor has collected uh, he has collected we don't uh, take it away from him uh, to make it pay and, and, and pay the earlier creditor so therefore uh, the Tanakama says the wife doesn't have to take an oath uh, because she, you know, if she, what she's getting, she's getting. We don't take the land away from her, okay? As opposed to Ben Nana, she said, listen, even the fourth wife uh, might have stuff taken away from her. Uh, uh, you know, sorry, um, it's opposite way around. Uh, according to Tanakama, uh, if the fourth wife grabs something, uh, it will be taken away from her in the case of uh, uh, of. Uh, the second, assuming uh, the second uh, pro- piece of property was stolen, we'll just go and grab it back uh, from this wife, no, from wife number four, no problem. As opposed to being Nana, she says, no, what she's got, she's got, and we don't make her ever give it up. So therefore, she has to swear uh, that uh, she, she took it properly. So, you know, even though I'm taking it, even though another wife uh, loses out, uh, that's not my problem, uh, and therefore, uh, I've, I took it legally. And that's why she has to swear, according to Ben Nana's. Uh, Rav Nachman, I'm a uh, Rabba Bavua. He says, uh, he gives a different answer. Rav Nachman, the name of Rabba Bavua. He says, Everyone might agree uh, that if a creditor jumps a queue, there's no way you can uh, um, uh, allow them to keep the property. That would lead to a kind of free for all, and, uh, and people just go in and grab and seize the property unlawfully, uh, and then say, Listen, what I've got, I've got. Uh, possession is nine tenths of the law, and therefore, you know, that, that's it. Uh, you can't have that. It would, uh, people, it would cause massive disruption uh, so therefore everyone agrees that if someone tries to see something illegally um, uh, he hasn't gone and jumped the queue he has not collected it ahead of anyone else uh, right? he hasn't, he hasn't got it uh, what they're worried about in the situation uh, is the wife uh, sees that she, she hears that there might be a problem with one of the lands she knows that if she she's, uh, has the land uh, it, it could get easily taken away from her uh, so what does she do uh, she goes and she quickly uh, depletes the property uh, as much as property as much as possible she goes and like uh, farms it uh, and, and and not in a responsibly uh, a responsible way uh, over over uh, plants or whatever you know she needs to try and get maximum benefit and deplete the field uh, before it gets taken away from her so masava uh, it says uh, Ben Nana says uh, that we we worried about the fact that she's going to go along and deplete the field and, and do it in a non-sustainable way uh, and therefore she says listen because I, who knows how long I've got this money for uh, and uh, I mean this field for uh, and therefore I'm trying to make as much money as possible because uh, she says listen it could be that one of the other wives is going to take it away so she try to get the maximum benefit in the short term without being responsible okay and, and that's why she has to swear uh, the swearing will make her say, "Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything funny here." Masava, uh, listen, lo chashin and shema taksif. No, the first Tana says, "No, we're not worried about that. She's going to deplete the field. That's not a, a nice way to behave." Uh, and uh, we're saying, "Listen, if it gets taken away from her, it'll get taken away from her." Uh, but she's not trying to maximise her benefits as well. So therefore, there's no need to make an oath on the fourth wife.
and uh, th- that's uh, a second answer. Uh, Amar Abai, Amar Abai says, no, I've got the, the third answer over here. Uh, he says, Abai Kashisha, there's an argument about Abai Kashisha. Uh, Abaya says it's about Abaya Kachisha they're arguing about. What is that talking about? Detani Abaya Kachisha, Yotomim Shamru. Uh, uh, these, the, the fact that we, the rabbi said you can't collect on your tomim uh, is talking about uh, taking an oath with, with, uh, with adults. Uh, it says, uh, it says, and, and, and definitely orphans. Okay? Even these adult orphans uh, don't know really anything about their father's estate, about their father's affairs, and therefore um, uh, they are open to uh, being taken advantage of. Uh, because they're not sure about it, person come along and raise raise claims. Say, oh, your father owed me money, etc., etc. Meanwhile, uh, that's not true. Uh, so that's why we force anyone to take an oath, and that's with adults and definitely uh, with minors who obviously wouldn't know what their father's business dealings were all about. Uh, Tanakama, Tanakama says late late Kashisha. He doesn't hold of Abaya Kashisha. Uh, says listen, the fourth wife does not have to take an oath because really the the whole focus shifts here, uh, and we say is that not. Uh, we're not talking about taking it from the other wives. Uh, we're worried about them taking it from the orphans. Uh, and that's it. So Abai says, no, she doesn't have to take an oath. Um, uh, over there, he doesn't agree with Abai Kashisha, as opposed to Benanas. He says, no, he holds like Abai Kashisha that anyone wants to claim from orphans, uh, even adult orphans, would have to take an oath. All right, and that's it. So the focus shifts from uh, the other wives, because she doesn't. We, we, as we correctly said in the in the Mishnah, uh, who's there to swear to? Uh, there wouldn't be anyone. There's been no reason for the wife to swear. Uh, we have given two other reasons why the wife would have to swear, but here, with the focus, is the orphans as opposed to the other wife. All right, I'm a Rav Huna. Uh, Rav Huna says, "Honey, try achi, try shutfei." We quote a a, a, a statement, uh, a brata uh, that that says uh, that the two brothers or two partners we're going to tie back to our mission it's seemingly unrelated at the moment uh, so let's say the partners or brothers are a and b uh, it says and they've got a din they've got a court case against a person let's call him c uh, so a and b versus c uh, if what happens if a goes by himself to uh, the din uh, and he loses Okay, uh, B can't turn around to C and say, listen, at love, uh, you know, I'm, he can't say to, to him, listen, I don't have to, uh, or actually B is saying to A, he can't, he can't say, listen, A, uh, I don't have to be bound uh, by this verdict. It also applies to C as well. I don't have to be bound by the verdict. I wasn't there. Ella. Uh, so, so I'm going to fight with you, C, as well. So I don't have to be bound by uh, the judgment that uh, was handed down in your favor, C, because I'm B and I'm fighting against you. Ella, what do we say? Shlukatei, Avid. When A and B, we assume that A and B are acting together uh, and, uh, and therefore they act as, as partners uh, and uh, or the agent uh, in, this, in this specific situation. So A was acting as the agent for B. Right. Iklele Rav Nachman Rav Nachman one time came to Surah Shalue and they went along and asked him, Kihai Gavna Mai, what is the situation in this type of case? Amalhu. So he says back to them, Mani and this is why we have this uh, um, story here. He says because this belongs uh, to our Mishnah. Uh, this is essentially 
actually, as our Mishnah says, Rishona, Nishbayat Lishnia, says the, the first uh, woman that you marry uh, takes an oath to the uh, to the second, uh, uh, and it says, Rishnia, Lishishit, second to the third, Shlishit, Lirvitz, third to the fourth, etc. Ili Rishona, Lishlishit. We never had a case of the first wife uh, taking an oath uh, to the third nor the fourth, okay, even though in a situation whereby if you found that uh, uh, the third wife it could have financial implications if there was uh, an estate that, that would have got um, the first and the second wife would have got something if you somehow rule out uh, the first wife then it would be the second and the third wife uh, would get something okay so there's an implication of there why wouldn't it be that she should has to swear to the third as well uh, it doesn't say that my time or what is the reason uh, surely we're saying because she is the the acting as a shaliach so two is acting on behalf of three and four as well uh, and the Gemara says no me dummy you can't compare uh, the two cases hatam sure uh, swearing once is equal to swearing to a hundred. Uh, it doesn't have to take an oath to uh, B and C and D, etc. Or you know, wives three, two, three, and four. Uh, just enough to take an oath for one. Vacha, uh, as opposed to the brothers um, or the partners, it says ilu ana have at B could easily say, listen, I've got better arguments than you. I would have argued it better. Uh, etc. So therefore, uh, that that is the I, I would have given a better claim. And the Gemara says, uh, even if we would accept that law, Amran, Ella, the law, Ati, Bamata. That's only if B uh, wasn't in town at the time of the court case. Aval, Ita, Bamata. If he wasn't in town at the time of the court case, Ibala, Elamata. He should have uh, made the effort to come to court. And if he fails to do that, uh, then we assume uh, that uh, the other brother or partner was acting as his agent. Right. Something that we have touched on. Uh, before Bitmar, now Shtaisharot, Ayotot, Biomechad, two documents uh, saying that a person is entitled to something, uh, the, the same item, it's the same field, uh, was given to two people, not, uh, you know, it's not money, it's not like uh, 500 to one, 500 to other, it would seemingly be uh, one uh, field, and it was written on the same day uh, to, to two separate people. Uh, so, A, uh, gives uh, a specific field. He writes the field uh, to A, uh, to B, and he writes the field to C, and they both dated the same day. What do you do in that situation? Because B and C, A is no longer in the picture, and B and C come and they say, listen, the land's mine. So Rav Amar, Chulkin. Rav says, listen, there's no way out here. Uh, B and C have equally competing claims, uh, therefore we have to split the property. Uh, uh, no, it's up to the judge's discretion. Okay, we, we literally throw it in front of the judges, and the judges have to decide uh, what the situation is here. Now, uh, so, uh, you know, from a conceptual perspective, uh, with Rav says he splits it. Rav says, listen, uh, I know I know one of them's, uh, I know I'm not going to be 100% right here, uh, but I'm not also not going to be 100% wrong uh, in this situation. I'm going to be half right. Uh, and uh, yes, I'll be half wrong, but at least I'm not going to be 100% wrong. As opposed to you, Shmuel, uh, who's going to be, a, you could be 100% right, or you could be 100% wrong. I'd rather uh, steer the middle course and, and, uh, and say, 
I'm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I only be half right in this situation. All right. Um, and as we had before, we had this concept a few days ago as well uh, that um, Rashi says uh, that Shuddhadiyana uh, implies that uh, they're very careful. Uh, the judges have to take a very educated guess as to what uh, the, the the party would have wanted to do and uh, and base it on their intuition exactly what they do as opposed to Tosfot uh, who says no uh, totally up to the judges uh, the judges decision is final and no correspondence will be entered uh, into at that you know that type of thing that, that that's up to the judges they decide uh, that's the way they decide now we ask about that uh, we have a big machloket uh, which is extensively uh, dealt with in Masechet Getin. Uh, it says uh, that, that what is the important part of a document, specifically in this case in Getin, obviously we're talking about a get. Uh, and uh, we say uh, that, that Rebbe, there's a machloket there between Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Lazar. Now, Rebbe Meir says, uh, what's the important, uh, critical about the document? The document is uh, the signatures on the document. And because, yeah, uh, the, the seller, uh, or the, the the person who gave the field didn't ask uh, the witnesses to, to, to put the exact time in. It implies that uh, he wanted to give it to both people, uh, and but he didn't. He was maybe embarrassed. He said, listen, if I say I'm giving it, uh, if I try to split it and say I'm giving it to two people, uh, they're going to come with, with claims against me. Oh, I thought you, you liked me more. Why are you giving it to him, etc., etc. So to, you know, he gave it to one at the one time and the other one at the other time and then just disappeared off the scene. Uh, and uh, you know, later on, when the documents would come to court, uh, then it's you know he'd be long gone, and uh, he wouldn't have to uh, deal with it. Uh, the fact that he gave it to two people at the same time, because really he couldn't decide, and therefore we say that uh, the documents need to be split. Okay, that that's what he uh, that's what he said. Uh, it says Ushmulamar. Uh, Shmuel says that like the opinion of Rebbe Laza, uh, who says what are the important things about a document no the witnesses of the, uh, the, the, the document being handed over uh, <coughs> that is critical okay transferring it to the beneficiaries uh, you know is, is very effective so we have to see uh, that even though the two documents have the same date <coughs> it doesn't make a difference because they weren't given at the same time uh, we have to try and work out uh, the property either belong, the, the property belongs to the person who got it first and we're just not sure who got it first so that's why it's up to the judges uh, to work out who got it first uh, and that's it obviously it wasn't given to them at the same time otherwise that would have been the testimony and there wouldn't have been uh, any uh, arguments the Gemara says law not necessarily Okay, it's called Amma Rebbe Maybe Elazar. Everyone might hold uh, that that goes like the pinion of Rebbe Elazar. Uh, that the documents were handed over. Uh, that's what causes the uh, uh, the the documents to come effect. Um, the handing over of it, the transmission of it, uh, that's what makes it effective. They're arguing about the following principle. Rav says splitting things is always uh, more preferable. And Shmuel would say, no, uh, uh, leaving the decision up to the judges, uh, the discretion up to the judges, that's the best thing to do. Does Rav really hold like Rav Elaza? We have a following uh, statement. Rav Yehuda says, the lacha goes like Rebbe Lazar, 
uh, in terms of getting, specifically getting. Uh, when he said that in front of Shmuel, now Shmuel says, no, even in Shtarot, even in normal documents, as opposed to getting documents of divorce. And the Rav holds, and that's uh, the implication of that, Bishtarot law does not hold of Shtarot. Uh, in other words, Lacha uh, does not go him like him with other documents. So therefore, Ella, Mechavata, it must be, as we said previously, uh, a few minutes ago, Rav, Karabi Maya, Oshmul, Karabi Laza. It must be that Rav sides with Rabbi Maya, uh, it's the, the signatories of the documents that are an important thing, and Shmuel holds, like Rabbi Laza, uh, it says the delivery of the document is the critical thing. Nabara says, really, uh, what about the Brata? We said two uh, documents uh, done the same day. Hawking, uh, it says uh, you, you split the properties. That surely goes against Shmuel. Uh, that uh, over there, surely uh, Shmuel would agree, uh, would say, listen, we have to work out which one's earlier. Uh, we don't split it. We have to try to determine uh, which one was earlier. Amrila, Shmuel. Shmuel says, listen, you can't challenge you from that Brata. Honey, Mili, Rabbi Mahi. That brighter goes like Rabbi Mavana, Karabi Amri, Karabi Lazar. I say my opinion like Rabbi Lazar. Gemara says, well, you Rabbi Ma, if it is like Rabbi Ma, I'm a safer. What about the last part of that brighter? It says, Katab lachad, umasa lacher. What happens if, if uh, the document says, I, Mr. X, uh, am giving to Y, uh, this this gift to Y, and then, but however, uh, he, he hands the gift to a person called Z, and he says, listen, and even though it's written why, but I actually want you to have it. Uh, and that's it. So now he gave it to another uh, person. The person who he gave it to uh, actually is the uh, acquired it. Okay, so now, if it is like Rabbi Meir, where it, we say uh, what's written in the document is affirmed by the signatories, and that's the critical part of the document. Uh, why has Mr. Z acquired it? He says, uh, surely what's in the document and, and that what gives us force is the Adim written on it. So the Adim saw, I mean, the Adim uh, write on the document that uh, X owes Y, uh, not X O Z. Uh, so therefore, if the, that can't be like uh, Rabbi Meir. So Gemara says, actually, Tanahi, actually, the whole writer is therefore Rabbi Lazar, uh, but really, there's a Machloket Tanaim as follows. The Tanya, Chachamim, uh, remember the Rabbi, say, Yochloku, you have to split. Uh, and this is okay. So let, let, let's actually give a bit of background here. This is talking about a case uh, in Gittin, uh where um, uh, there's a person uh, sends an agent. A uh, sends an agent to to and give with a document or present uh, to person B, uh, and uh, the, the and and B goes on his way. Uh, I mean. The shaliach goes on his way, and when he arrives at, at B's place, he finds out that B has died. Uh, and then he says, Oi, I can't give the money away. Uh, so he returns uh, to the city for further instruction back to A, uh, and he finds that when he gets back, that A has died. And uh, now, uh, so we have the situation where the agent is holding the money. It's obviously not his money, uh, but, you know, who does he give it to? Uh, on the one hand, you could look at it as, uh, does he acquire it on, the one way of looking at it is he acquires it on behalf of, of, of B. As soon as A gives it to him, uh, he acquires it on behalf of B, and therefore uh, he should go and give it to B's heirs uh, because he acquired on B's behalf, and now it's an asset of B's. Uh, or, or do we say, no, he never acquired it, he was just holding 
holding it already the whole time on behalf of A. So when he comes back, uh, he has to give it back. All right, so there's a machloket about that, and uh, we're coming in the middle, uh, and we say that's why we have v'chachamim amrim. Uh, we say, and the rabbi say, yachloku, you have to divide it up. V'chain amru, ma'ashirut shalish, yaseh. And here, v'chain uh, over here, we say, talking about in Bavel, uh, it says the, the third party, this agent, uh, this messenger, can do what he wants uh, with the money, whether he wants to give it to A's, uh, A's, or B's, A's, whatever he decides to do. So very surely that's uh, what um, we see. There's a machloket as to what to do uh, in this situation. So that's the, the Tanai uh, over here at Machloket Tanaim. Right. Imri, the Rabbi Bachama Katvina Nechsa Rami Bachama Batsafa. The Rabbi Rami Bachama's mother uh, wrote a document in the morning, and uh, she transferred uh, all her property to Rami Bachama. Uh, that, that's what she gave it to her son, Rami. Uh, but uh, it says, or however, in the evening or late afternoon, whatever, Katvinu Lamar Ukva Bachama. She gave it to other son, Mar Ukva Bachama. So, Atu Rami Bachama, the commander of Sheshit. So, Rami Bachama comes around to Sheshit. I ask him, you know, what I do in this situation? Uh, he says, listen, uh, you've, you've got rights to the property. However, Rav Nachman uh, came in front of... Um, um, uh, Rav Nachman, Ma'ukva came in front of Rav Nachman uh, and he says, Ukma and Rav Nachman said, Ma'ukva should get it. So now Rav Sheshit is like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know why, I, I gave it to Rami and you give it to Ma'ukva. So I'm a Rav Sheshit, the commander of Rav Nachman. So Rav Sheshit pitches up in front of Nachman, I'm a lay. So he says to him, My timer, Avid Ma'ahaki, why did you do such a thing? Uh, you know, why, do you listen, why, why wasn't I right over here? Uh, and so he answers in, in, in typical uh, Jewish response, oh, my uh, timer, Amale. So he responds, he says, My timer, Avid Mahachi. He answers a question with another question, Why did you do like you did? Okay, so uh, Rav Sheshit replied, Amale, Dekadim. Uh, he was first. So Rami Bachama got in the morning, and, and that's it. So he was first, so he gets it. Amalu, Atabushalim, Yatfinan. Was it written in Jerusalem that Katfinan shout that we write uh, hours on the document? No, uh, maybe it means that even though it was written earlier on in the day, it might be that the person only wanted the transfer to take uh, place at uh, the end of the day. So really, what we have is here that uh, you write something on the same day, uh, you only want it to take place at the end of the day. So uh, here, these two, uh, there's no uh, person that is in Kadmut, you know, in, there's no uh, prior obligation over here. So therefore, we don't write the hours in the documents, it's not Jerusalem, we don't write hours in documents. In other words, uh, they've got equal claims. Ela, ma sava, you know, Ela, mar, ma tama avid haki. So Rav Sheshu said, well then, well, what is the, uh, you know, uh, how do you decide? And Amalei, shudadiyana, really, it's up to the judge's discretion. And that's that's what I do. That's the way the mother would have wanted it, even if you say, um, that you have to, like Rashi, that uh, you have to try work out exactly what uh, the, 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 the person would have favoured in this case. He said, the mother, like Rami Bachava, or Ukva, is opposed to Rami. So I'm a lay. Uh, Rav Shesha's response, uh, Anna, 
uh, Nami, Shuddhidhyana. Well, also, you know, I also applied, if you say Shuddhidhyana works, well, that was my Shuddha, that was what I uh, said, that was my discretion, uh, therefore I'm doing it my way. Amalei, Khada, no, Rav Nachman says back to him, one, Dhyana, Dhyana, Umar, love Dhyana. I'm like a, a, an established judge uh, as opposed to you. Uh, you're a big time Milchacham, but you're not a, an official judge. Okay, that's the one thing for Od. Uh, so too, Mikara, love, Buturat, Haki, Kama, Haki, Atitle. And before, when I, you know, before you heard uh, what I said about Shudadiana, all of a sudden, you never said Shudadiana. If you would have said, uh, listen, that's the way I ruled, that's my judge's discretion, uh, then I might have agreed to you, but only, uh, you know, and only said after the fact. All right, uh, now, honey, Trey, Shtare, Atu, Kamei, Ravna, Yosef. Now, there were these two documents coming of Randra of Yosef. Havagmina, Katabu, Chamisha, Venisan. The one said, uh, the owner of the field sold it to someone on the 5th of Nisan. Vachara, Havakatu, Nisan, Stama. And the other one was just written Nisan on the date of the sale, was in Nisan. So now, Okme, Rav Yosef, Lahu, Chamisha, Nisan, Ben Nachasim. And, uh, you know, so. Um, Rabbi Yosef said the one whose uh, uh, the, the document says the fifth of Nisan has the right to the property. Amalei uh, Edach, the other one said, listen, Vana Afsid, am I going to lose? You know, maybe my, my document was written before the other one. Amalei, your hand is on the bottom. Uh, that's it. We had a similar kind of discussion. We said the person whose whose document uh, you always interpret documents in the minimum, the the least favorable way. Anyway, I'm about to stream Vatusha Benisanrat. You know, your document is from the 29th of Nissan. Could be, uh, you know, that's as late as possible in the month. Could be the 30th as well. Maybe anyway. Uh, we we give it to the one that has the concrete thing. So he says, Amalei, well, Nuktovli Mar, Tifra Iarv Eilach, at least, you know, um, uh, write a document for me uh, that I could repossess property, the, the seller, anyone who purchased from Iarv and onwards. Amalei, Yacholamayim Eilach, he can turn around and say, At Bar, Chad Nisanat. No, I'm not dealing with you. Maybe your document was after. I have to deal with the fifth of Nisan guy, because uh, your document, you know, he was written on the first of Nisan. Uh, you know, how do I. Uh, so the, the, that's the opponent that could say that. So therefore, Mata Kanta, how do we get this uh, person to uh, help? I mean, how do we get him sorted out? Uh, so what this person do does is he's entitled uh, to go and 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 get um, authority from the person uh, that has the document written on the fifth. Uh, of of Nissan, he says, listen, I'll act on your behalf over here. If anyone comes and challenges, I'll act on your behalf. So he goes to someone later on, uh, and then would say, uh, listen, you know, I'm I'm challenging you. I want to take back that land. The guy says, listen, I don't have to do with you. You early in Nissan. He says, okay. Well, then he pulls out uh, his hasha over here, this uh, this um, authority, and he says, listen, I'm fighting with you on the fifth of Nissan. So either way, he'll be able to to do it. All right, uh, we'll leave it there. Everyone should have a great day.